nurturing your child's emotional health. Can you say that to me, you? Without putting the gum in your mouth. No, no, no. no. Nurture. about myself is that I'm a good runner. I like that I have good artistic talent. I like that I'm creative. Hello, my name is Jessica Correll. I'm the school counselor at Aiden Montessori School, and this week we are talking about the ultimate friendship, the one you have with yourself. Previous podcast, we spoke about the relationships your children have with their friends, with their siblings, and now we're going to talk about the relationship that the one you enter the world with, the one that you leave with, is that of yourself. And that is by far the groundwork for how we set the stage for having relationships with others. When we're able to treat ourselves well, we are able to treat others well. The very first introduction to that metacognition of, oh, that you yourself can have a relationship with yourself, that's a rather abstract concept, but the way we explain it with with lower elementary children is, you know, sometimes when you're, you're struggling and you say things that aren't kind to yourself, oh, I'm stupid, I can't do that. That's negative self-talk. What would positive self-talk mean? Like, I can do it. I believe in yourself. That little voice inside you that's cheering you on, that's helping you push through something difficult, that's positive self-talk. And we just, it's a basic conversation. I do criticize myself a lot, actually, because when I do something wrong that I don't like, I start yelling at myself, like, why did you do that? You shouldn't have done that. Now everybody's going to be mad at you, and nobody's going to like this. When I draw something, if it's not good, I will criticize myself. I usually do not understand games that um, our PE teacher makes us play, so then I freak out, and then I basically hate myself. It's a feeling that's being translated into inaccurate language. For example, saying, I'm stupid, I can't do this. It is not a fact that they're stupid. They feel frustrated. They feel stuck. They're using inaccurate language to describe a feeling. So to apply ruler in this sense, it really comes back to understanding what's happening here. Oh, do you understand why you're having these feelings? Oh, it's this math problem I can't solve. The L piece, the labeling piece, is really the most important part here to help them understand correctly what are they feeling to advocate, I need some help. It can be difficult as parents to see your child engage in very appropriate language around, I can't do this, I'm stupid, I'm not good enough. That's very common, and being careful as parents to check ourselves to make sure we're not It's not part of our parental agenda to make sure our children never say these things because they are going to say these things. It can be very true for a lot of adults who may be struggling with positive self-identity, positive self-esteem, and when they see their children repeating back some things that perhaps you said yourself or they've developed themselves, that can feel very vulnerable and very stressful. A great place to, to begin this conversation is recognizing, what do I bring to this? Am I modeling healthy dialogue with myself. It could be something as simple as, oh, I, I missed that turn. I'm such an idiot. Little things like that we don't even realize we say how important they are to make sure we're not saying that in front of our children. And if we do, we say, wait a minute, that's not true. I'm not an idiot. I just made a mistake. I'll figure this out. So you're showing it's okay to make a mistake. And sometimes this this negative language comes in and we correct it and we, we offer what needs to happen instead. 
it's also very common for children to get stuck in this perfectionist mindset where they want to do something perfectly, exactly the right way, and can feel very rigid in that, in that um, developmental process of practicing. We're at a stage of practicing. We're practicing everything. We're practicing work. We're practicing our language. We're practicing our kind words. It's all about practicing. So our job as parents and educators is to move kids away from this rigid sense of, I have to do it a certain way, otherwise it's all messed up. Um, I'd always tell kids, pencils have erasers for a reason. We make mistakes. That's okay. I make mistakes. The more kids see that adults make mistakes and parents make mistakes and that it's not a big deal, then it starts to model that, oh, this is not, as, this is not a huge deal. Often adults are pretty good at doing life in, in the eyes of a child. They, they are not stumbling on printing their name or hanging up their coat correctly or kicking a soccer ball. That is something we have mastery over. To a child, it can maybe feel very frustrating, and they can give up very quickly and have very dramatic, intense language around something they are hopeful for, and they're not, they're not there yet. So, so much of this is practicing process, process and practicing, because there is no arrival. No one arrives at perfection, nor should we ever want to get there. Helping children get used to the idea of practicing, sitting in that discomfort of not, have, not doing something correctly and trying again, that grit, that, that failure, which I know is a very popular concept right now. Um, I'm okay with failure because it's in a controlled, safe environment where we have opportunity to try again, try again, try again, and there's no value judgment around that. Sometimes I just like criticize myself because I'm not good at a sport. I typically think, believe I'm horrible at drawing. I do criticize myself a lot, but I try to stay happy. Love of self is a passport to mental health and social happiness. Hi, I'm Denise Merkel, the coordinator of the Aiden Program for Families. Um, this is this image you have of yourself, and it is the realistic understanding of your strengths and your weaknesses. Let's think about the different developmental stages here. I've really never met a toddler who didn't have a very high self-image. They think they can do anything. They don't even think about it, really. They just do it. A primary age child pretty much thinks they can do everything, but they're starting to look around to see what reaction they get when they do something, uh, whether their parent smiles or frowns, whether the teacher is nodding, whether the other children are paying attention, but it's just the beginning of that. It's not until their elementary age that this becomes very important to them. Um, they start comparing themselves to others in their physical attributes and in their accomplishments in school, what happens on the playground, and they start thinking about how do I fit in with this group? What do I bring to this group, and how, how is it that I'm going to be a part of this group in a positive fashion for myself? In a Montessori classroom, we give the children so many opportunities for all of these things to happen. Toddlers are pretty much free to manage the materials in a way that um, they see fit, and we give them the opportunity to make their own choices. And when you are allowed to make your own choices, you are saying something about yourself. Like, I, I'm, I can do this. I can make a choice here. Um, many of the materials in the Montessori classroom are self-correcting, so if they run into a little bit of a glitch, they can figure it out for themselves. So there's this built-in encouragement just in the materials themselves. You can't build the pink tower without putting them in the correct order. It will tumble over. And if it tumbles over, 
you start all over again. There's no judgment uh, attached to this. Um, we give the children lessons in grace and courtesy so that they learn how to be in a group of other people and that will make them confident in their abilities to uh, be around a group and know what's expected of them and make them feel pretty good about themselves that I can do that. So what about parents? What can you do at, at um, all of the time that you have? Obviously you love this person. You want this person to love him or herself. This is not built compliment by compliment. Oh, you're this, you're that, you're wonderful, you're all this. That is not how we build a good self-love for our children. Um, one of the best ways to find out what your child thinks about themselves is to play with them, work with them, and just kind of see how they react to things. You'll get a, a good sense of that. Because they learn about themselves from the way you react to them. Are all of your interactions positive? Are they all negative? Um, and that can be seen on your face, not just what you say. Are they fun to be with? Do you trust their opinions? Do they matter? Something that they say, does it matter in the long run? Um, so they'll, they'll take you, their cue from you as to how they feel about themselves. Address your child by his or her name. Hey, buddy. Hey, honey. Come on over here. But remember how much trouble, how, how long it took you to pick this name out for this baby? How important that was? Use the child's name because then it's me. It's not anybody could be a honey. Anybody can be a buddy. But I'm me. I'm Denise. Um, and remember that you don't want to use their full name. One child calls that my mad name because when I'm in trouble, my mother says my whole entire name. <laughs> so try not to do that. Um, give your child responsibilities around the house so they can see that they are capable of doing things. Um, be careful of the labels. You're the artist. You're the, you know, don't pigeonhole children into something like that. Give them the opportunity to be as many of these different types of people that they are and it's for them to see that they're capable of being lots of different things be real careful of good jobbing them every time they do something that's not going to help them have a good self-image it's going to make them question your judgment because you're saying good job for everything so nothing is really a good job it's just whatever well my parents are really really positive and if I draw something that I don't think is good but other people do my mom would come over and say oh I honey I cannot do something remotely like that and I feel a lot better so my parents help a lot because when I feel like I can't do something they would say it's okay um, that happens to everybody don't worry you're really good at this actually some children get into the false bravado of I'm the best, I'm the best, I'm the best. And sometimes there's an underlying insecurity. Um, so you want to just listen to that and see if, here, if that makes you want to have a conversation with your child about that. Um, most importantly, allow time for them to be by themselves. How best do you get to know yourself? When you're alone. We're not talking about loneliness, okay, but some alone time. Even a baby likes to be left alone just a tiny bit. And an elementary child can be left alone just to play by themselves, to read a book by themselves. They don't have to be constant in constant contact with someone. They need to learn to be with themselves because there'll be a lot more times in their lives, many more times in their life that they are alone than not in a group.
Um, so I have a couple of books that you might want to read to your children or with your children. Um, one is called I Like Myself by Beaumont. The Dot is a perennial favorite by Reynolds. Wonder by Pullman and Holes, which is a Newbery Award winner by Satchar. And for parents, um, I recommend Unconditional Parenting by Alpha Cohn and Raising Resilient Children by Brooks and Goldstein. They'll give you some ideas of things that you can do to help your child see that they are the best person in the world. Self-esteem and positive self-talk help pave the way for children in the future to make strong, sound, healthy decisions. This is a very hard skill to, to fine-tune, but we are practicing it now. So by the time when it's really tested later on in life, and even now, that they're going to have more of the ability to rely on, on themselves and, and their inner values and their inner sense of, I, I got this, I believe in myself, I can do this, that we're not so dependent on other people for our emotional needs. When somebody says something negative about myself, at first I think, oh, that's true, they have a point. And then I think kind of deeply and I say, oh, they're just jealous. Or, And if they're right, then I just try to get better at that. So when it happens to me, I just ignore it. Sometimes I care what people think of me because you try to make a good impression, but to me, it doesn't really matter.